Welcome to Truthbook, a Christmas special. Here we are with Christmas only a few sleeps away, only it looks a bit different this year. Thank goodness Santa's an essential worker and is COVID safe to deliver presents. With so many of us not spending Christmas how we normally would this year with family and friends, I'd like to try and connect through shared stories. Thank you so much for sharing your words and what Christmas means to you. Santa stories and elf on the shelf antics, Christmas mishaps and what Christmas will be like for you this year. This podcast will be accompanied by the wonderful Pippa Reed Foster playing a Christmas medley on harp. Pippa is an acclaimed musician and teacher based in my hometown of Helensborough. She has embraced lockdown, teaching online and writing music. Pippa's website and links to where you can buy her music are in the show notes. I hope this episode instills compassion and laughter and the Christmas spirit of coming together, even though we can't physically. So here's what you had to say about Christmas. The most wonderful time of the year? Is it really? There are so many things about Christmas that I love. Outdoor lights brightening up dark evenings, the rituals of decorating the house and tree. Our neighbours getting together for a glass of wine. Obviously that's not happening this year. But then there's the decisions. I dread that kick-off email, usually in August. So, what would you and the kids like for Christmas? Closely followed by, what are you doing this year? I love my family, but the seemingly endless and fraught decisions drive me mad. Hopefully, I'm not the only one. And it seems most of the Christmas load, cooking, shopping, delivering presents, falls to the mums and only increases our mental load at this time of year. Yep, tell me about it. And the in-laws got a brief mention. I fear that my Christmas confessions disasters may unleash an uncontrollable, unstable rant about in-laws and outlaws staying with us for nearly a week. Hence, no more was said. And when you moved to the Southern Hemisphere, our friends in New Zealand said, Christmas to me means family. However, I realise this is shifting and changing after moving to New Zealand. It's now about Wanua, your wider family, and includes close friends. It's no longer family festivities, mulled wine and turkey. It's a barbecue and pavlova shared with friends under a Matagora Christmas bush. It's our summer holidays, which usually means three weeks of summer fun, adventures and friends. It's true, as a friend in Oz puts so well. Aussies see Christmas as a time to travel and it's summer holidays. In the UK, it's more about being home and going home. And your Santa stories showed how much effort we go to to keep the magic going. Sneaking out a tent at 5am to strategically place presents around a tree made out of fallen branches, trying not to wake the children and shatter the Christmas magic. Mission was accomplished. And I will never forget the year that my husband forgot to pack the stocking fillers to buy, bring to my parents. It was strategically planned that he would be bringing them as I was driving ahead of time with the kids and it meant I didn't have to hide them from the kids in the car. It came to light that he'd forgotten the entire contents of the stockings 8.30pm on Christmas Eve. I demanded very loudly that he make the four hour round trip to go and get those presents. I remember seeing my parents standing frozen to the spot looking a bit awkward to see what was unfolding between their daughter and her husband. My husband had a different idea. He would go shopping at 8.30pm on Christmas Eve. No problem. Apart from the fact that the only shop was Tesco Metro. 
and it had closed at 9pm. He dashed around with me on the phone, grabbing things off the shelf. Fun plasters, magazine, large packet of crisps, a chocolate orange, pencils. He literally felt like Santa. To our relief, the kids were thrilled with their stockings and stockings were sorted for next year. And my own memories of when Santa became the truth. When I was about eight, I think I started to question Father Christmas. But my brother, three years older, who knew the truth, was determined to keep the magic up for one more year. He paid attention to all the details. Clearly, I'd figured out Santa didn't come down the chimney, so a trail of hay and muddy footprints was left from the door to the fireplace. The mince pie had one bite out of it, and a carrot was half-chewed. He did such a good job, I was the only one out of all my friends who still believed until I was ten and demanded that my dad told me the truth. I think I saw a tear in his eye when he had to tell me. But I reassured him, I said, it's okay, Dad, I'll still leave a mince pie, a glass of sherry, and I won't bother with the carrot. And a brilliant piece of advice for those with siblings where the older one knows. Tell them they are now part of a secret club that has a high level of responsibility to keep the magic going for those that still believe. It's a job to be taken very seriously, like my brother did for me. And he almost seemed real in this story. Last year, Santa came and left secret footprints in a powder which became concrete for every single house on the street. The adults had no idea this was going to happen. I wonder if it almost made them question whether it was true. But we're also quite relieved when our kids are old enough to know and we don't have to sneak around, as one friend said. I'm actually relieved that both my kids are mocking the very idea of Santa this year. Keeping the magic going, especially when they're not asleep till after 10, was getting hard work. And I loved your Elf on the Shelf stories. The kids do Elf on the Shelf, but he's often in the same place the next morning. So I just say, oh, he hasn't woken up yet. And the best one. I sneaked into my daughter's bedroom to move Elf, and when I went to give my sleeping daughter a kiss on the forehead, she sat bolt upright with fright and broke my nose. Not a good look for Christmas Day. And there seems to be a sense of relief that a Covid Christmas doesn't have the same pressure. Loving that there's no pressure to travel and you can eat fish or anything you want for Christmas lunch. And in the UK. This year, Covid has simplified our decision making enormously. We will be staying at home, no bundling everyone in their best clothes into the car. We'll be putting on our muddy boots and going for a walk. Our local grandparent will come for dinner as he always is already in our household bubble. We will see other grandparents as and when it feels sensible to in the new year. For once, we are actually looking forward to Christmas Day. And the chat at the school gate is that a lot of other parents around us are feeling exactly the same way. Hmm, it does seem to be unleashing a long-awaited desire to do what you want for Christmas. As one friend said, I am, for one, loving the lack of pressure this year to keep up with the Joneses and keep up appearances or do a big Christmas the way our older generation might expect or consider the way to do Christmas. We are spending it as a four. We said to the boys, you can eat whatever you want, no rules. 
They want a plate full of pigs and blankets and the biggest size pizza, possibly as a challenge. My husband and I want Indian and uh, Marks and Spencer's canapes and mulled wine. Also, no washing up on Christmas Day. Everyone is going to do their own form of exercise, i.e. I'm not allowed to make everyone go out for a family walk, even if they don't want to. I, meanwhile, am planning to meet my wild woman friends and do a swim in my new mermaid costume. Hmm, it does sound like the traditional Christmas is getting a makeover this year. And some great Christmas mishaps. First off, a present fail. So buying presents and asking my husband to wrap the pile and he yells out, Awesome! Who's this remote-controlled build-your-own-robot for? Oops, that was for him. And some more drink-related Christmas fun, this time in the Southern Hemisphere, involving a budgie and red wine. My dad was one of eight, born into a working-class family, so Christmas was always an informal summertime riot of fun and backyard cricket. The day at my nana's was centred around uncles bringing their eskies of beer and drinking it under the hill-hoist clothesline, whilst the women set out salads, casseroles and cold meats, whilst drinking wine and moaning about the men. By the afternoon, all us kids could do whatever we pleased without the adults noticing, thanks to daytime drinking. One particular year, Nanny's budgies were the focus of our entertainment. We stole one of my auntie's red wines and put it in the budgie's water to get the budgie pissed. When our act was discovered, we tried to tell my cross Nana, who didn't drink, that the bird's water was sunburnt and we all tried to look innocent. There was about a dozen of us, so all aged between six and 12, with freckles and blonde hair, and I guess en masse, we looked too cute to be angry with. It soon became a source of great amusement once the uncles got wind of it. Luckily, Nan's bird did not fall off the perch this year. The smart bird didn't drink the sunburnt water. And it wouldn't be a Christmas episode without some Christmas dad jokes from none other than my dad. So, where do you find elves? Depends where you left them. (laughs) Why did the elf put his bed in the fireplace? He wanted to sleep like a log. And what's another name for Santa's helpers? Subordinate clauses. Thanks, Dad. I hope your Christmas day is humoured by more than the Christmas cracker jokes. Whatever your Christmas day looks like this year, enjoy the moment and take these wise words with you. Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to bringing more Truthbook episodes to you in 2021. It's been so encouraging to get your feedback hearing that you felt inspired to travel to the other side of the world, knowing that you're not the only one who feels like a screaming banshee, and that I'm not the only one who takes a spoon to the Nutella jar. Catch up on all the episodes and carry on listening to see what inspires you and what really goes on behind the scenes of family life. And check out Pippa Reed Foster in the show notes, whose music will play us out and help us feel the Christmas spirit.